0: What is good, motherfuckers? This is the Be Cool Podcast, back from a nice holiday extravaganza, nice little vacay, a little two weeks off. We're back at it, though. It's January 7th. It's Friday night. Getting this shit set off correctly, proper, as it is. Welcome back, motherfuckers. You know, it's been a crazy, crazy couple weeks. Uh, Last weekend was... uh, Three straight nights to three a.m. A lot of boozing, a lot of chronic, a lot of bullshit, and a lot of fun. A lot of food. Uh, Bad hangover on Saturday night, New Year' wait, was it Saturday night? Saturday night, New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's Day. Had a little booze swap with the people. Got a nice little bar hill local gin, making some martinis. Maybe later this week or later next week. Try to take it easy this weekend. We'll get into what the weekend entails. But I want to give a shout out to Sidney Poitier. Unfortunately, he passed away this uh, just today. One of the greatest black actors ever, and also a proponent for black rights, civil rights, human rights his entire life. So you know we mourn the passing of the greats the people who do it for everybody who are out there supporting other people and uh, trying to make life better for all of us not just themselves so shout out to Sydney Portier his family hope hopefully you know you, this time enlightens the the masses as to what Sydney was to this world so as we move on in the podcast we always talk about how about being happy, being respectful, you know, last week we got into uh, a little bit of a COVID, sometimes you got to talk that shit to the people so they know what the fuck's going on, it's about being respectful, wash your fucking hands, you know, wear the fucking mask if it makes other people, what's the problem over here, you know what I'm saying, if you don't want to wear the mask, don't wear the fucking mask, but deal with the consequences of it, you got to deal with the consequences, you know, people are going to get sick regardless Not everything is effective. Not everybody has the same immune system. So yes, some of these things can seem a little outlandish to some people. And to some, they may be helping them and aiding them in this fight against uh, unknown diseases, unknown variants, and all these other types of things. So with that being said, the Boston Celtics still struggling we're gonna get into that in this podcast. It's a mid—it's not midseason, but it's gonna be my midseason look at the Boston Celtics, where they are, what they are, who they are, and a little deep dive into that in this episode. So I wanted to get into that. But with the Buffalo Bills, we have clinched our playoff spot. We are the division leader. We are just one game ahead of those pesky Patriots. So hopefully, this weekend we can get our win and stay in our division so we don't have to play in the wild card. Great win last weekend play uh, against Atlanta, we play the Jets this weekend so I have a huge huge fantasy football championship this weekend against uh I'm not too worried about it. They had Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase probably not playing because of Cincinnati having clinched their spot as the, you know, conference leader great game last week The uh, Bengals, burrow chase wow a lot of money being cha- uh, exchanged in hands if you played a little fantasy daily fantasy or if you won your title with that team last week so congratulations everybody out there doing it doing it right it is cuffing season it's cold as fuck out there it's been snowing all day and i had a like i said it's nice to be back i love doing the podcast well it's 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 who i am it's what i am and uh um, I hope you all enjoy, you know, Reese45MC, Twitter, Instagram, that's R-E-E-S-E-4-5, the number, 45MC, hit me up, leave me some comments, don't forget to leave those reviews, five-star reviews, and, you know, leave some feedback on iTunes, the podcast, and on Spotify, where we rock out, trying to get to those Joe Rogan numbers, but we can't get there if you don't spread the love, I'll try to get better at Doing the social media for the podcast because we definitely need to do it. I see a lot of viewers, listeners. Every week, I don't know who's listening to this motherfucker, but I do support. I do appreciate it. We do appreciate that here, and I and I hope you rock with it, regardless of your political affiliation, your you know your religious background, because all we try to do is talk the truth, give it give it to you as real as it is. And unfortunately, some sometimes some 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 of sometimes summertime summertime sometimes, 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 sometimes it can be a little harsh, and that but that's reality. Unfortunately, you know life. Like I say, life is easy. Life is easy. Being happy is not the easiest thing, but you know, life is not a complicated thing. You live and you die. There's, I mean, there's not, there's a lot of in-betweens, but that's the choices you make in between those times. So if we, if the podcast, if I seem a little, uh, degrading at sometimes, or a little, uh, you know, poking at the bear or being a little harsh in some kind of the at- some things that you believe in some things that you care about well i'm just shining the light into the darkest places i just want people to understand things into the you know to the nth degree not everything is just you know roses and fucking tulips out here you know not everything's that egyptian fucking cotton some of this is you know you got that fucking microfiber you got some of that uh, harsh polyester out here not all fabric is considered the same. So with that being said, you know, the Buffalo Bills, we got to win this weekend. We need a big championship. I hope we can win a Super Bowl. I don't know if it's possible. You know, there's been a lot of injuries, obviously a lot of teams been de- dealing with uh COVID. Just uh you know, you have to you have to take 5 days, 6 days, whatever these companies or these organizations are putting in their protocols for d- dampening the spread of a uh, virus that has taken a lot of lives. You know, obviously there's cases where people are, have died not due to COVID, but they've had COVID when they died, and so some of these things get lumped in together. But it's just like, um, what do we call that fucking shit? Uh, blah blah blah. It's just like uh, <laughs> fucking voter voter fraud, right? You might see one or two fuck... Who cares if there's a hundred cases of it? If it's not millions of cases of voter fraud, what are we worried about? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, some people are going to do some fuck up shit. Fucked up shit happens every single day. Some people are just like that. Some people have the, the knack for being a scumbag. And so scumbag things do happen. And everyone wants to, you know, make it easier. Some people like to make it more difficult for others... I don't know why some people are sick in the head. You're a sick fuck. Nothing I can do about that. But you as a group, we got to, you know, try to move on in life and you know, we, you just got to take baby steps, I think. You know, just take baby steps on your road or your path to whatever you deem successful for yourself. Not everything, like I said, is easy, but everything is obtainable. It's all about 90% of it's hard work, determination, and uh, consistency. So hope everybody's doing good out there, staying warm. You know, enjoying the holidays. Hope you had a good holiday. I spent my New Year's Eve with some good friends a little southern in my state. They just had their child a month ago, so I figured I'd go hang out with them for New Year's Eve because obviously they got they're not going anywhere with a a, a four week old baby so i figured i'd go hang out with them you know celebrate with them so we chilled it out two week two days in a row a lot of drinking i mean a lot of red bull vodkas a lot of espresso martinis um a lot of chronic a lot of good food but woke up saturday wasn't feeling hot it wasn't feeling 100 percent at all had a bad hangover had that stomach Like just the, it's not the cramp, but it's more of, you know, you got nothing in your stomach. That's what it feels like. I I ate a bunch of chicken wings before I went to bed uh, New Year's Eve, but woke up Saturday knowing I was going back home for a little Yankee boo swap. Wasn't feeling up to that. Finally got home, had a couple saltines, drank a Gatorade, and uh, when I finally got to the party... Just crushed a bunch of food. Had a martini and uh, we were back at it again. Had some nice... Uh, my friend's wife had made some edible banana bread. Had a half a slice of that and set my night right. Set my night right. Felt real good. Woke up Sunday, watched football, ate some more food. Got back into it. When Monday started, I was back to normal. Selling shoes for the last couple of weeks. been a, Been on a big, big grind. I mean, not a grind, but I mean, just... The the eBay the eBay sales have been crazy since Christmas, Christmas week, and into even this week. So, shout out to everybody buying up those sneakers. Enjoy that. Definitely enjoy that. Got to pay some taxes this year. Little uh, government. Now you got to if you're twenty. It used to be if you were under twenty thousand dollars, you didn't the That wasn't that money that if you were selling on Facebook or Poshmark or eBay, those sales weren't being, you didn't have to file taxes on that. But now you, if you, it's over $600 in sales you do on those kind of sites, you have to file taxes. So you don't want the IRS fucking with your life. You know, I'm living good. I don't need any kind of government fucking uh, influence on how how the fuck I'm moving. So I get, you know, you got to pay the man. You got to pay the man, pay the price for doing what you like, you know. It's nothing you can do. It's just uh, how our system's built. So, with that being said, I'm gonna break down into the Boston Celtics, and while I'm into this, I hope that if you're not an NBA fan, if you're not a close Boston Celtics fan, if you don't care about sports at all, you know this might not be for you. But I, this is my team. There's a lot of people that like to talk about what's this, what's that what the team should be doing yada 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 so the Celtics right now under 500 been losing close games, tough games, buzzer beaters like last night against the Knicks, RJ Barrett hits a 3 Tatum's on him and hits a crazy 3 that I mean Roger Barrett had a wide open three. I don't know how he's hitting this uh, fadeaway into the stands, but somehow he made this shot. Tatum wasn't happy. You could just see him walk right off the court in disbelief. Tatum's hit a couple shots in his life that <laughs> one over Giannis, banked it in, and then he does the celebration like he called glass. You know he didn't call glass. It's a bullshit shot. Some people get fucking lucky. No disrespect to either man as a human being, but you know, it is what it is. So with that being said, Celtics struggling. Struggling this year, like a lot of teams. Obviously, COVID has taken over a lot of sports. Um, the NBA has allowed for teams to have extra roster spots for due to COVID so they could actually play the games because you have to have, I think, nine dress players to actually participate in a professional basketball game. So teams have been allowed to sign 10-day contracts for players that you haven't even seen for three or four years. You know, Greg Monroe, or a little random name for you. Iso Joe was on the Celtics a couple of weeks ago. don't know if he's still there, but we're in a, it, it's a difficult time. You, you, not everybody has their full rosters, a lot of injuries also, and it's just a difficult, difficult thing to deal with as an organization, as a company. But I'm just going to break down for the Boston Celtics. So we have two star players, two all-star caliber players, as in Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is has a one more year on Tatum, as in uh, his <laughs> in years playing in the NBA as a professional. So, and I would say that they probably are comparable as talent-wise. If you probably put these guys on a, Maybe some executives in the NBA or NBA critics, NBA fans, maybe have Tatum a little ahead of Brown, but in as a basketball savant, I've watched a lot of basketball in my life, seen a lot of basketball, played a lot of basketball, seen a lot of talent, seen them all, seen them all, the, all the greats. I've seen all the greats play, seen all their highlights, I've seen them all, all their careers come and go. So I have a good eye. Well, I, I shouldn't say I have a good eye. I have a understanding of what talent is and how to judge it and what the level and what that value of that talent or certain player is regardless of certain stats that sometimes aren't equated in points per game, assists per game, rebounds per game. There's other kind of uh, variants and uh, such... Uh, uh, let me let me just tell you like this, okay, some people just being on the basketball court make a difference. Some people just being on the court with their team adds an extra uh, some some you may, maybe your opponent has a little fear because that player is actually on the court. Does it, they don't even have to score points with them just being there can add a sense of uh, fear, I would say. You know, you, uh, you get to a certain point in your career for five, ten years in the NBA, if you're a, a superstar, if you're an all star or a, sup- a star, those kind of things probably don't bother you. There's some players who aren't even have been all stars that fear nobody, like a Pat Beverly. Pat Beverly will talk shit to nobody, anybody. Lance Stevenson. He's back in the NBA, he scored 30 the other night playing for the Indiana Pacers. He don't. He fears nobody. You know. You got some of these players that never make it to the the level of stardom, where they get accolades and or more money or endorsements. That have absolutely no fear. They have all the. the it's it, it's not that you have a a mentality that you're better than someone, but you consider yourself the best. You know, it's not about being cocky. It's about being being aware of what you're capable of doing. Being self-aware of what your talent is. You don't need to be cocky. You don't have to walk around like your shit don't stink. Because your shit does stink. Not everyone shits with strawberries and roses. Your shit does stink. No doubt about it. But being cocky and how you how you walk without that, that arrogance. You don't need to have arrogance or cockiness, but you you have self-confidence in that you're capable of doing anything else that another man or another woman is able to do. It can allow you to get to levels unimaginable that other people can't even imagine. or be, And then you got to bear witness to that. So with that being said, Tatum, Jalen Brown, They're both on the same level. They both have the same kind of talent, um, but they play together. And they're on the court together most of the time. And they've never really had a point guard that is able to break down a defense with the intent of (laughs) getting them the ball or making something happen for them they are they're pretty good one-on-one players but even with Kemba Walker, even with Kyrie Irving, those are offensive uh, extremely highly offensive uh, offensively skilled players that have an enormous amount of talent but they get their own bucket. They're not big assist guys. Assists do come with that because they draw double teams. They can kick and dish, they run pick and rolls and they're extremely well Balance players offensively. Defensively, that's when sometimes having a player such as those guys can bring more harm than good because they don't play defense and they're shorter guys. But with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, these are 6'7, six, 6'8 six, wing guys. Well, I think Tatum might be almost close to seven feet tall now, but he's probably around 6'9 in the books. Jalen Brown's probably 6'7, six, 6'8. Can play the small forward, power forward. The The game now is not really about uh, height and size. It's more about finesse, length, uh, wingspan, and your offensive ability. Because the game is about shooting threes, analytics. A lot of things go into making a basketball team that have nothing to do with pure skill. I mean, you can't have a team full of one-on-one players because who's going to pass the fucking ball? So with that being said, breaking down their talent, they're not the best passers. They're not the best ball handlers. They're not the best shooters. They're not the best drivers. And they might not be the best teammates for each other because they do similar things. They can hit shots. They can drive. They can finish on the break. They play very good defense but they do make bad decisions and when you're a one-on-one player especially if you have a lot of those on your team and you can see that with the LA Lakers i mean lebron is an unbelievable talent obviously still has been for his entire career and he is a he's a point forward he can get 20 assists a game if he wanted to not so easy with the talent that's with him now because Russell Westbrook's not a shooter and Anthony Davis isn't playing to his level and he's been in and out of the lineup as well but the Boston Celtics have a situation where they don't have a very good point guard now who they had to pay a little bit of money to is Marcus Smart a poor poor offensive player terrible shot selections plays good defense He could be an All-NBA first-team defender, but he, he, like I was speaking of before, it's a kind of a player that just being on the court adds a sense of, oh, we got to worry about this guy a little bit. It has nothing to do with his offensive ability. It's all about where he is, who he's defending, and just his persona on the court. He's a tough guy. He is a tough guy. And he complains... Well, I think a lot of NBA players complain. There's no doubt about it. I watch the Celtics all the time, so I can tell you who complains and who doesn't. Tatum, Brown, Marcus Smart, they complain all the time because they believe. And it can be just a persuasive move on their part, talking with the officials, trying to get calls their way. There's bad calls happen in every sport. You can't see everything. There's only so many replays you can do just to keep a game going and condensed in a fashion that people are going to continue to watch it. So, with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they kind of do similar things. Jason Tatum might be a better shooter, but these guys miss consistently uh, uh, around the rim because they do too much. You know, you, there's some there's some times that you see this team play and you're like, wow, that's some good passing. Look at them playing together. And that's the way you got to play to be a championship team. I mean, a good example of that is the Golden State Warriors this year and in years past. Yes, Stephen Curry, Steph Curry, the three-point god, the best three-point shooter in, in the game-changing player that came into the league from Davidson. They play so well as a team, even without superstars around as in this year, I mean Draymond Green's still there, but he's not an b- offensive player. But he passes the ball, he plays defense, he runs, he allows people, he sets screens, he moves off the ball, he moves on the ball, and he can switch and play defense on multiple positions. Steph Curry's surrounded by a lot of young talent, and Klay Thompson's not even on the court yet, and that team is one of the best teams in the NBA due to the fact that they pass the fucking ball. Now when I watch basketball, that's one of the glaring things you see from a, a a young talented basketball player if they don't do it. If they don't pass the ball, they they power dribble, they hard they pound the ball into the goddamn basketball court but they never pass the ball and they put themselves in bet uh excuse me. They put themselves in horrible fucking situations which doesn't allow the team to get a good offensive possession. You know, you pound the ball for 23 seconds, you got to take a bad shot. It's just the way it is. And if you don't pass the ball, people get bored. People stand around in the corners. And it just continues to, it's, it's like a disease. It just spreads to everybody else on the court. The Boston Celtics don't have a primary ball handler that can feed, drive, dish. They don't move offensively and they don't have a great roster they just don't they don't have a great roster they have a marcus smart regardless of how he winds up in celtic's lore is not a point guard he's not a shooting guard he's a somewhat talented defender that's it he's not going to be in the he's not going to be in the hall of fame for his defensive prowess he takes charges he he, he uh, feigns injury all the time. To me, that's not basketball. You know, sometimes, I mean, I grew up watching the 80s, the 90s. I know what bad boy basketball is. I know what tough basketball is. I know what swinging and not getting a technical or shooting free throws, just a ball out of bounds. I know what swinging punches is. I know what suplex look like. I've seen it all. I've seen all iterations of basketball. From the 80s to now. And Marcus Smart doesn't fly in any of those. He can't shoot the fucking basketball. He can't. This guy's better at posting up. He can switch defensively on multiple positions. But that's that's another thing. It's a mental thing. Like I said, defensively just having him near you, people get nervous. Because he's a gritty, gritty player. But it doesn't translate into victories. It doesn't. It just doesn't. So if you're a Celtics fan, if you're a basketball fan, yeah, some people might want that on their team. But if you have a well-balanced roster, it might work for you. It might be successful. It could be successful. There's no doubt about that. But with a team that the Celtics have, it just doesn't work. You got two ball-dominant players that don't pass the ball to their teammates, take questionable shot selection, and don't finish well around the rim as they should be i mean these guys are in their fourth fifth year they should be at this kind of level they've had great success as individuals and team success we've been to the eastern conference finals early in their career uh jason and jalen but hasn't gotten to the nba finals hasn't got you know we've had great talent around these guys even with Kyrie and kemba it was there's just too many there's too many egos on the court at that time. I'm not saying Kemba's got an ego, just Kemba's not Kemba's not the guy that is going to get you a championship. He's not that guard. He just you can't. He's a liability defensively. And he's at the point in his career where yeah, you might see him have a couple great games, but he, he, the Knicks ain't going anywhere. They're 500 team as well. A lot of 500 teams out there. If you want to see some of the upper echelon teams, those are passing teams. The watch, I mean, it's its difficult to understand if you don't know the game of basketball. You're going to have to have someone point these kind of things out to you. Or just if you watch a game randomly, casually, just take a look at the ball movement. If, and when I say ball movement, that's when the ball is touching multiple people. And it's not somebody getting the ball doing 35 dribbles, not getting a shot up, passing the ball out of a bad situation or taking a bad shot because of the power dribbling. So take a look at that kind of stuff when you're watching a basketball game. To me, that's one of the things I love watching about basketball is watching those great teams pass the ball. Multiple people are getting double digits. There's assist numbers are matching the field goal attempts, field goals made. It's all a balance in the NBA. You have to be well-balanced to be successful and to get to that top tier of getting to the Eastern or Western Conference Finals or the NBA Finals and, obviously, at the end, hopefully winning an NBA title. So beyond Jalen and Jason, great talent. Could they be traded anyone's t- uh, no one's untouchable on the in the and in, 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 in the NBA if you get the right offer people can be traded there's no doubt about that Shaq's been traded Shaq was traded multiple times and he won a title in both places when he was traded to those places such as the Lakers and then to Miami there's a problem with the Celtics where people get too caught up in some of these numbers. Now, Grant Williams, just horrible. Some people call him one of the best shooters in the NBA. Best shooters? This guy can't get a shot off unless he's wide the fuck open. He's not a shooter. He's a. He's successful because of the circumstance. People are getting uh, Jason and Jalen get double teamed all the time, causing. This guy to be wide open in the corner, just sitting there, always in the corner. He can't. He's not a dribble shooter. He can't dribble and shoot. That's not ever happening. He's a stand in the corner, hit a jump shot, and he doesn't take eight threes a game. So his numbers don't reflect that of a quality basketball player. He's got. He's a. I mean, I think he is around six eight. So he can play a position. But he that's not a guy I want shooting. That's not a guy anybody wants shooting. Big deal he makes a few fucking shots. But he takes three shots a game. You know what I'm saying? What are we talking about here? Marcus Smart and Grant Williams, they gotta go, man. You gotta get rid of these guys. If he if Grant Williams has any value, you gotta trade this fucking guy. He's not gonna be on my team next year, is he? Someone gonna sign this guy to a long term contract? Grant Williams averages 5 points a game or something. 3 rebounds, 1 assist. It's fucking terrible. I'm sorry. It's just reality. It has nothing to do with the man's character. He could be a great guy. He's he's a very vocal. He's very well he he communicates well. He's a great communicator. That's the best thing I've ever heard any of his teammates talk about when they talk about Grant Williams. There's a reason he doesn't get the ball or he, there's a reason he doesn't score 25 points a game cuz he can't score. He can only hit wide open shots. Maybe. (laughs) You understand? Maybe he is hitting a wide open shot. So let's get off of that. So you got two guys on your team that can't fucking score. You understand? That's a cause for concern. These are rotational minutes. I mean, Marcus Smart's a starting point guard. So then we go down to our center now. We got our center Robert Williams, young player. Used, I don't know if that's effective. The only thing that is done when Robert Williams is on the court is a pick and roll. He flies to the rim for an alley oop. This guy's going to get devastatedly injured. The increase, the percentage of him getting injured, is going to increase the more that they continue doing these crazy lob passes. This guy can hit a mid-range jumper. Let's do this. There used to be a an availability for this shot and he's being left open. I've seen him hit jumpers. He loves that elbow. Can hit that elbow jumper. You know, Brook Lopez was never a three-point shooter when he was played for the Nets. It took a, it took like a couple of years. 5 or 6 years he came started hitting Mid-range jumpers, elbow jumpers, baseline jumpers. 15-footers, I'm talking about. When you get comfortable with that, it's about touch. You get your shot down, then you get out of three-point line. You can shoot 40%. It draws the defense out, makes things happen. But when you don't use or if you do not develop that talent, that ability to do such those things, such as stretch the floor, you're not going to be able his talent level is limited there's a cap to that ceiling I know he can hit those I know he can hit a 15-foot jump shot does never takes him when I see him take one and even if he misses it I don't care I want him to take that shot he's got to he shoots free throws at a 70 clip or something like that he can hit a 15-foot jump shot let the man shoot make the man shoot it's not Ben Simmons you know what I'm saying the guy has no problem shooting but I don't want him just doing pick and rolls and slashing to the rim for alley-oops Robert Williams has all the talent in the world to be not I don't think a all-star, but he has the talent to be a center a starting center on a championship basketball team if used correctly. But like I said, having Jalen and Jason who are ball dominant players and their their unwillingness or inability, To make their players the players around them better. And it can have to do with coaching. I don't know what Ime is telling them. Don't know if he really has a grasp on this team just yet. Obviously, it's his rookie, his first time ever being a head coach. Coaching this group of guys gotta be difficult. The only real bright spot is that Al Horford is playing unbelievable when he's actually on the basketball court. I mean, looks great for his age. Does a lot of good things. But that guy shouldn't be playing 35 minutes a game. You know, that guy needs to be load managed. There's no doubt about that. But having Al back is great. I don't know if people listen to him. Or the younger players do listen to him regardless of what they say. I just don't think Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum want to listen to Marcus Smart, Al Horford. They want to make the names for themselves. But I will tell you. Jalen and Jason, if you're listening to the podcast, and I hope you listen, you got to pass the fucking ball, man. You got to take better shots. You got to take responsibility of where this team is, regardless of the COVID, regardless of the injuries. You got to step up. You can't lose games that you're supposed to win. You lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves with a bunch of G League rejects. Guys who ain't even been in the league. In five years, you can't lose games like that. You can't lose games to the R.J. Barrett hitting a fadeaway side step three into the crowd. Came you were up 16 points in that game. You just can't do it. You can't put yourself in that position. So that's the starting lineup for the Celtics. We broke it down. Marcus Smart gotta go. You gotta get a point guard you got to get someone who can slash who can dish who can hit a jump shot you need someone who can shoot I don't care 39% from downtown I don't care if it's 50% field goal percentage who can shoot free throws but you got to get a you got to get a fucking guard in there that passes the ball you got to get guards who can pass the fucking ball Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, don't pass the fucking ball. Their assist numbers are horrendous. Their decision-making is questionable. And they have so much talent. That's the the worst thing about it. They have so much talent, they just utilize it poorly. You know, I don't know if it has to do with what they want for themselves as players. They want to be Hall of Famers. The only way to be a Hall of Famer is to win. You got to win. Hall of Famers win. Top 75 players win. That's how you do it. got to win games. It's not looking good right now. So with that, we talk about the bench. I wasn't, I did, I actually liked getting Jason Richardson, uh, Josh Richardson, <laughs> Jason Richardson, <laughs> getting Josh Richardson, defender, can shoot the three, plays basketball really well. Good, Great wing man. Obviously that signing helping out. I mean, that signing was very good. Not I won't, can't say helping out because they're under 500 team. Jason uh, Josh Richardson, great pickup. Great addition. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Who gives a fuck? D-Nice. How about that? Had a great beginning to the season. Has fallen off a little bit. Well, obviously with, you know, some COVID or injury. But... This guy, this guy, power dribbles the fuck out of the basketball. Power dribbles the fuck out of the basketball. Can make some shots, no doubt about that. He's a tweener. He's a tweener. Likes the mid range. Loves floaters. Loves chucking that alley oop. Like I said to Robert Williams, gonna break his fucking leg or his neck one day. But I mean, what do the Celtics care? We've had plenty of uh, horrific injuries that you know could have been. You know, dealt with better than or could have been inhibited prior to these injuries happening. I don't know why you throw an alley-oop uh, two, two, two minutes into a basketball game. that there's no way that this guy's going to be able to get it. But he went up to get it, broke his fucking leg. Didn't have him for a year and a half. So, a little Gordon Hayward update for you. Playing great in uh, Charlotte right now. Charlotte. But we digress. So, Dennis Schroder great addition. He comes off the bench. Josh Richardson's off the bench, but then that's where it gets murky. Last year, we had our rookies, Aaron Neesmith. We had Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard, a smaller guard, can shoot the lights out of the basketball, but tiny. He's a tiny fucking guy. He's got a great big body. I mean, he's a big, he's built big, but He's a liability defensively. He can't do anything. He can't switch. He can't do anything. hes I mean, he can't guard a fucking... He can't guard anybody. He can only guard Muggsy Bogues if Muggsy was still playing. Aaron Neesmith. Supposed to be a shooter. He can't hit a fucking broadside of a barn. And he, he makes crazy plays. That guy's going to hurt himself. No doubt about that. Just crazy plays. This guy's jumping against people he shouldn't be jumping against. He's falling on people. I mean, it... Not good basketball. You got Enos Freedom, previously known as Enos Cantor. Terrible. Had some good signings that you thought, I mean, where's Juan Hernan Gomez? This guy never gets to play. You got Grant Williams off the bench. The bench is just horrendous. I mean, Josh Richardson, a great gem to have. Got him for fucking Nothing. But then you got nothing else. I mean, you got Dennis Schroeder, but what are we doing here? What are we doing here? You got nothing else around. You got two guys, you got two starters, you got two bench guys who can play basketball with nothing else around them. Right? You got to have some shooters, man. You got to have When I say shooters, I mean guys who can actually shoot. So, when I say shooters, don't say, oh, you got Grant Williams, one of the best percentages this year. Fuck, fuck Grant Williams. If you're a Grant Williams fan, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, or you don't watch the game. You know what I'm saying? If you're a Grant Williams supporter, you're fucking us. You're fucking the team. Grant Williams got to go, man. Marcus Smart's got to go, man. Aaron Eastman's got to go, man. Peyton Pritchard got to go, man. You can't have liabilities from offense to defense because those guys don't do enough offense to back up the, the poor defensive ability you know what i'm saying doesn't equate the numbers don't add up so the celtics are in shambles that's the that's the reality i'm not one of those fans who kiss ass to the team that they adore i love the celtics but i know the reality i'm a truth seeker I'm honest. Brutally honest, unfortunately. Grant Williams, I don't give a fuck where he is at, his percentage. His three-point percentage. Fuck the percentage, because he only shoots three or four shots. So fuck him. He's trash. He's fucking garbage. Belongs in the G League. This is just basketball talent. When I'm talking about these players, I'm talking about their basketball talent. As men, as human beings, Jalen Brown is one of the... Best ambassadors for change and the community and community outreach. It's unbelievable what some of these guys are capable of in their communities, in their in their with the, as a family man and all the blah 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 down the line. I'm not talking about them as individuals. I'm strictly talking about their basketball talent, their basketball IQ, their ability to create a championship team, and they don't got it. So if you gotta trade if you gotta trade Jalen Brown or you gotta trade Jason Tatum, you get the the most out of that trade that you can. We're coming on to that point where All-Star Weekend, the trade deadline, and someone's gotta make decisions because this roster doesn't work. The roster doesn't work. There's nobody on that bench that has the ability to take over one of the spots on the starting lineup. They just don't. So that, that's a good uh, indicator that you don't have a quality team. You know, somehow the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you know, when I talk about the Cavs, man, they put together a hodgepodge of talent that, I mean, even their draft pick this year, Evan Mobley, comes out of the gates as a fucking a star, a star player. Got a little COVID, got a little injury. He's been out for a little bit. And then they lost rookie Rubio. A night he was going off, towards ACL. Man, just horrible thing. Plus they, Colin Sexton's been out for them. Darius Garland, you know, I watched him play against the Celtics. Darius Garland, man, you got to watch. Yeah, you can't be taking some of those shots. Again, these are young players. They're gonna make mistakes. There's no doubt about that. But I, I'm just being truthful, being honest, being living in reality. The Celtics have to make a lot of decisions on their future and they have to make it soon because there's a time where this talent doesn't the value around the league doesn't continue to grow or at it's at its peak right now for Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. So if you can make a trade that's gonna allow the Celtics to get things that actually make this team better all around. You gotta make those plays. I don't think we need a center. I really don't. I really don't think you need a trade for Miles Turner or something or Devonte Sabonis. Cause you already put in the work with Robert Williams. You just gotta allow him to be a more of a useful basketball player, like taking fucking 15 foot jump shots. Stop thinking about him as a rim protector. He's got the defensive ability already and he can rebound. Yeah he's fast he can spread the floor if you allow him to spread the floor stop throwing just alley-oops to the fucking guy you're going to get him hurt guaranteed you can book it so with that being said that's where we are half almost halfway through the season with the Boston Celtics or the first third of the season i'm just i'm just being honest if i look back here after the all-star weekend we might talk about this again Just for a little bit of the podcast. I just love talking some basketball. and Just being truthful. I'm not one of those fucking homers who go, oh, wow, the Celtics. You know, just because uh, it's all because of some injuries and, you know, some COVID that they uh, aren't where they are. No, they are where they are. They're where they're supposed to be. They've lost games. They should have won. And that's that's how any sport goes. You don't win the games. You don't win the games. I don't give a fuck how you lost it. You lost the fucking game. Your record is what your record is. There's no mystery. Everybody's dealing with the same shit. There's no doubt about that. Nobody's getting special treatment, except for maybe some people got those fake cards. But, you know, what are you going to do about that? Speaking of fake cards, let's just finish this podcast off. Shout out to Antonio Brown. I've had some conversations about this. I don't know if it was mental, if it really had to do with Bruce Arian's not... not accepting that his his ankle injury was to the point where he couldn't continue playing if it had to do with him getting his bonuses. But he's no longer with the Buccaneers. So, you know, Antonio Brown, hope all the best for you. Like I say, I, I don't wish ill will on anybody. I just don't want, I wouldn't want that around my team because it's detrimental to the success that you're ultimately trying to get to. You know, you're trying to get to the mountaintop. You can't have that when people are, cho- your own team's chopping your legs out from underneath you. If it's the coach or if it's the player, either way, someone's got to be held accountable. So that I don't know if there's going to be an investigation of that, but maybe there should be. If if Bruce Arians, their head coach, said that to Antonio Brown, what Antonio Brown says, the head coach said to him, that coach should be fucking uh, fined or suspended for some, you know, something. You can't you can't you can't say one thing about a player and then not do the same to the coach if he had that kind of conduct not the best way to go about it if you're Antonio Brown to you know strip down and then run run off the field while your team is actually on the field that I've never seen before it was funny to watch not funny if it has to do with some kind of mental illness so with that being said it's great to be back I hope you enjoyed a little bit of information about the Boston Celtics I'm not going to get into the stats and analytics and all that shit because that's not what this podcast is about I'm just giving you the the raw truth, the just the reality. So I don't care what Grant Williams is shooting for three point range. He's a garbage player. Don't need to be on my fucking team. Not helping us get wins. Marcus Smart can play a little defense. Been running on that for a long time. Can't hit a fucking shot. Aaron Nesmith, Peyton Pritchard liabilities one guy is supposed to be a shooter can't fucking shoot one guy can shoot but he can't play fucking defense can't switch can't do nothing and the rest of that fucking lineup man i don't know what to tell you ime duca has got to do better coaching he's got to get his guys in line gotta pass the fucking ball it's all about passing the ball trusting your teammates I know there's not a lot of trust there because I just broke that shit down for you, but it's reality. You can't power dribble. You're not going to be a champion doing that. You're going to get double teamed. Then you got bad shooters around you. You just fucked up the whole possession. So with that being said, let Robert Williams take some 15 foot jump shots, elbows, baseline. I don't give a fuck where it is. As long as you let him shoot, stop throwing the alley-oops to this motherfucker because you're limiting his ability to grow as a basketball player. I am Reese forty five MC. This has been another episode of the Be Cool podcast. Stay warm, stay safe, eat well, drink responsibly, gamble responsibly. Hope your team does what you want them to do in the playoffs. Maybe you win a Super Bowl. Maybe you don't. Love life, happy, be good. You know, peace, whatever. You know, whatever you got to do. Happy New Year to everybody out there. We're back. We're not leaving for a minute. We're gonna keep doing this. So shout out to everybody out there listening all the new listeners all the continued loyal listeners don't forget to leave those comments leave those reviews shout out to everybody peace and love 2022 be cool motherfuckers